Yo, what's really good? It's your main man, Sean Little from the No Catch Up Podcast. Wanted to send a reminder. Make sure you rate and review No Catch Up available everywhere. iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts, No Catch Up is on there. Make sure you tell everyone it's the best sports podcast in the world. Drop that five-star review. Pass the links to the homies. Let everybody know. You know the deal. No Catch Up. Sports Talk via Chicago. Lock in. No Catch Up. No Catch Up. What's really good, my people? Welcome in to No Catch Up Sports Talk via Chicago. I'm your host, Sean Little. Big Nick the Quick with me as always. We yeah. got a mega show. You know, we're using the F1 lingo. We got a mega, a mega show. Mega. <laughs> a mega lap, a mega show. Uh, college football national championship was last night. Dogs took care of business. Really interesting game. A lot of different things going on. A lot of back and forth. We'll talk about that. Break that down. Then we'll move over to the NFL. The Bears clean house. Clean it. Coach. New GM on the way. We're going to talk about this uh, Mr. McCaskey press conference. Gave, gave Bears fans about three and a half hours of optimism <laughs> before he hopped on the mic and stopped the show. A.K.A. the Bill <laughs> Polian presser. A.K.A. <laughs> A.K.A. I, 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 gotta, I might have a little different angle on what he was saying. But, yeah, we're going to talk about that. It was a very... Uh, you, love, you love Bill Polian? Well, the dysfunction was on... Was on Full display. On full display. Like, that, we'll, we'll keep it there. So we're going to talk about that. NFL playoffs are coming up, of course. So we'll talk that. We'll talk MVP. We'll talk the Brandon Staley timeout, that Oakland Raiders-Chargers game, one of the one of the best um, regular season games in a, in a while. Definitely one of the best of the season for sure. Um, so yeah, and then we'll do that. Then we'll go to NBA. Clay's back. Kyrie's back. Warriors the favorite. The East is crowded. A lot, a lot, a lot of things to talk about. So stay locked with us, man. You already know what time it is. We got when 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 Nick came out with the mega, you mega. knew we had a lot to talk about. No catch up. Let's go. Big Nick the quick. What's good? What is the business? How we feeling? Championship, man, championship week. Championship week. Black man. Monday over. Black NFL Monday playoffs over. taking shape. It's already in shape. We Halfway got the through the NBA season. Yes, it's all here. It's all yes. for us. I think people don't realize, too, like everyone thinks that halfway season of the NBA is at the All-Star break. No. It's, it's before that. It's way before that. Like, it's before that. So Much before that. Kyrie yeah. back. Kyrie's back. And now he's hurt again. <laughs> away. Away Kyrie is back. <laughs> I think he's hurt. <laughs> is he? I think he got hurt last night. Okay. So this, I didn't is, even... this, this is what Kyrie does, man. You know, he comes back, <laughs> gets hurt. Comes back, gets hurt, earth is flat, let's go. Collects checks. Collects the check. Collects checks, that's it. Ben, ben Simmons still not back. Hey, where is Ben Simmons? Do you think that Ben Simmons is in, is he Philly? in the state of Pennsylvania? Absolutely not. Zero chance. Why, why the fuck would he be in Pennsylvania? You think as soon as it dropped below 50, he was back in LA? Yeah. Is he in Melbourne? He, maybe. He in Sydney? Maybe, <laughs> <laughs> maybe he's in Philly on some, he's getting some type of, rehabilitation that the the Sixers know about and are and are locking in with. So he doesn't got to come out of pocket. Sure. 
Yeah. So, like, make sure everything is still cashing. What do you think come Saturday he's back in L.A.? Hidden Hills. Like, I, I have no <laughs> idea why he would be in Philly. Like, for what? <laughs> yeah. I'm good. I'm good Sorry. off this place. I don't like this place. The fans don't like me. Like, <laughs> what, am I, what am I doing here? You know what I'm saying? Yep. But uh, let's get into it because we got lots to talk about. College football national championship. Kirby Smart finally got it done. <clears throat> beat beat his uh, beat the sensei, beat the master, Nick Saban, for his first national championship. I'm going to tell you this. That is a different caliber of football player on the field you was watching last night. Like Both sides. Mi- on bo- that's what I mean. On both sides, like yeah, Michigan think- not playing with none of those boys. Uh, Cincinnati. We had Cincinnati in the college football play. Listen, give it their all. <laughs> it's different, different caliber of uh, of people on there. I wasn't watching it live. I was doing some other stuff. I had to take care of some business stuff last night, so I got home at like ten thirty and I turned it on. It was. First of all, when you can just fast forward through everything, the game is legit an hour. It's an hour. Yeah. It's an hour. Like, for real. Like, I was fat. Like, did you not know the result when you had watched? Or no, no, had, I was good. You stayed I had off a, the phone. I stayed off the phone. I had a couple people give me some hints, but I didn't really. Because, you know, uh, I was with Jason Hayward last night, and you know, he's from Georgia. So he's kind of a dog's fan. As much he's not really into the college scene like that, but yeah. you know, he's from Georgia, so he was keeping up with it a little bit. And he kind of gave me a couple hints, like, "Yeah, oh, man, I was doing this, doing that." But um, oh, this, this this isn't the score I was expecting, like that type of shit. But uh, but yeah, man, it was good. I watched it the whole way. What were some of your takeaways from it? I, I mean, it was I was on Georgia minus two. Yeah, I've been talking about Georgia all year. I've been trying to tell people all year they was going to win the championship. The defense is just different. Uh-huh. I'm not sure that it would have been that way if Bama and Bryce Young didn't lose Messi the third and Jamison Williams. Yeah, I think yeah, that was that was a major major miss. But absolutely, Georgia got it done. What you think of the game? Yeah, so I mean, um, <clears throat> for me, even though for the first three three and a half quarters of the game there wasn't any real scoring at all. It was just a lot of field goals. I thought it was a great game. You were like entertained. You, oh, very entertained. If you like defense, right, if you like highlight real defense, right, like top of the level, guys playing on Sunday type defense, like this yeah. was your game, right? Again, it was a field goal fest for most of the game, but it was a tight game. It was played close. A lot of strategy going on. Uh, neither team could run the ball until halfway through the third quarter. Georgia finally came out running. Um, man, but I just thought it was a really, really exciting game for me. Obviously, the end, if you look at that score, 33-18, that doesn't really represent the entire game. Georgia scored too late. No, nah, it doesn't but, at yeah, all. you know, especially that pick six, which was just awesome. Sure. I mean, obviously, I was on Alabama, but it is what it is. You know, you win some, you lose some. But yeah. just watching that game, man, Georgia, Georgia's defensive line is special. Like, those are that's, – that's four first-round draft picks – Right there, because when you look yeah. at it against off Alabama's offensive line, I think Alabama's right tackle is like the number third or fourth prospect in the draft. They were making him look silly. Um, buddy on Alabama, number 31, is one of the best football players I've ever seen in my entire life. The longs, um, the Williams, or whatever his name right is, the, off the edge, yeah, yeah, yeah. That dude, no, 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 not the skinny, big dude. He's like six four, he's like six six, but he's kind of like long, he's kind of like yeah, long, though, yeah, 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 like literally built for Sundays. Um, I thought. 
neither quarterback really played well overall, but made plays when they needed to. But the defense was just it's it's one of those things where you can't even look at it and be like, oh, Bryce Young had a shitty game because the level of defensive football that was being played was so high that it's one of those where it's like it's not that the offense played bad. The defense just played that well. Right. Like Alabama yeah. had chances in the red zone. They had chances close and could not convert, could not score a touchdown. Didn't help that their receivers were out. They had a couple huge drops. Uh, 84 dropped a surefire touchdown. Yeah. Even the play that Jamison Williams got hurt on, that's a touchdown if uh, Bryce Young puts that in front of him. So no doubt about it, touchdown. It was actually, it was a bad throw. If you look, Williams had to turn around, catch it facing the other way, and then try to turn back around, which is when he hurt himself. If you put that in front of him, that's a touchdown. So there were some things that if you're Alabama, you're going to look at and be like, man, we wish we had those back. But when defenses are playing at that level, and again, that's on both sides, uh, there's really nothing you can say. And then that Bennett, 40-yard touchdown strike was – I know everybody's talking about the pick six play. and all that off the offsides free play. Everybody's talking about the pick six. The biggest play of the game, without a doubt, was the 40-yard touchdown pass because nobody was getting anything for 40 yards in that game, right? Like yeah. that was your only chance to score a touchdown in a game like that. And the fact that he bounced back after that fumble, um, which is one of the weirdest plays I've ever seen in my life because dude definitely didn't know that he was recovering a fumble. But the fact yeah, that he bounced that back after that, yeah, it was play. crazy. The fact that he bounced back after that fumble came out and just hit a 40-yard strike for the go-ahead. I mean, they're already up for, for the touchdown that pretty much makes it an eight-point game. Then you come back, they get the pick six, and that's all she's wrote. Um, I thought I they thought were ben, dead. Yeah, I thought Bennett hanged in there tough. Right? Yeah, he like, did. Yeah. He was struggling. And I don't think he's that good, but no. he's another one of those dudes. He kind of reminds me of like Hurts. Where it's just like, yeah, it's not good for four quarters when you watch it, but somehow it ends up with a W. Um, so I I, I, I kind of liked his resilience on that, and obviously his story is crazy. But, man, both teams played hard. You heard Saban after the game. He told Kirby Smart, you kicked our ass in the fourth quarter. That's what it really came down to. That came, came down to the fourth quarter. Georgia took all the momentum. They were able to start running the ball. They had two massive plays, and Alabama couldn't really do anything. Exactly right. You know, and uh, and again, man, that's a credit to Georgia's defense. Those guys are different up there. I would take all four of those guys. 95 was playing his ass off. 99, Jordan Davis, we know all about him. Uh, what they got that linebacker, number four, he's good. Um, just high level, high level defense all over from, you know, if there's 22 players on defense that play in that game, 15 of them should be playing next year on Sunday for a check. And the beautiful thing about Bennett is he's, he's locked in at Georgia forever. Yeah. He's gonna be. He's gonna be calling. You're gonna hear about Bennett calling. Like he's gonna be like the the voice of the the Bulldogs for like the next sixty years or something. And he grew up there. He said he told his dad when he was three years old he was gonna be the starting quarterback for Georgia. Yeah, I mean, obviously he's not gonna be playing on any type of Sunday. But absolutely um, not. <laughs> but yeah, he's a Georgia legend. So I mean, yeah. I think yeah, for for Kirby Smart to get that monkey off his back, especially the way that Alabama handled them uh, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, it, it was a great game. I was thoroughly hey, I entertained know, maybe- by that game. Yeah, maybe. I like you know me. I like defense. Then it could be Taylor Heineke, I guess. No, he could not. They're the he same guy. He, yeah, same guy. No, no. Him and Taylor I, Heineke, the same dis- guy. Don't ever disrespect Taylor Heineke like Come that. Come on, bro. Just give him a little time. It's the same dude, hundred percent. No, he's not an NFL player, but congratulations to him, man. He's a Georgia legend, so it doesn't really matter. Um, and Bryce Young is young, man. He'll be back next year. They'll, they'll, they'll be reloaded. There's a whole bunch of guys that'll be ready. Obviously, losing those two receivers. I think the losing the receivers was huge when it first happened. I'm just like, okay. Alabama has like five first round receivers waiting to play anyway, so it doesn't matter. But you really saw the inexperience. It was particular 84. Like 84, he was locked in on for most of the game. Yeah. Him and him and the white dude. 
the little Wes Welker type guy that they got over yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but you never but know. You never know. Yeah, but 84, he made some plays and he missed some plays. He played like a freshman, so. It was um, fun, man. Was I, the atmosphere was crazy. I thought the atmosphere was a lot of fun. I still haven't been to Lucas Oil. I've been to Conseco. I haven't, I haven't been to Lucas Oil. I haven't been to Con, uh, I haven't been to Lucas Oil either. Um, yeah. I would like to get down there. See, it's all there. It's always college stuff, and I, we're not locked in on. We're co- not locked like, in on college. It's a solid town for events because of how it's built. Uh, when you start talking about, that's why they get Super Bowls and national championships and all that shit because it's kind of central and there's shit to do. I know how you feel about Midwestern cities, but. I'll give I'll give I'll give India India some credit. It's yeah, a decent it's, little event town. It's a right. okay. decent event town. <laughs> all right. I mean, really, get... I think that she should hold everything in New Orleans and call it a day. But call it a, call it an afternoon. Every every event should be at the Superdome and just call it a day. <laughs> it's the easiest Miami. easiest place to do it. Miami, New Orleans, and and a rotation. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's jump to the NFL, man. A lot of people got fired. Some deservedly so, some not so deservedly so. Some people still holding on to jobs that shouldn't have them. Joe Judge still has a job. How does Joe Judge still employed? I'm not exactly. They got rid of Gettleman. Yeah, he retired, quote unquote. Yeah, the the good old retirement, huh? Yeah, the good old requirement. The step down, huh? Well, I don't understand. The the judge, to me, the judge hiring was crazy. I remember we talked about when they hired him, like New Orleans special team or New New England special teams coordinator. So you just want to hire anybody who knows Bill Belichick. Like, yo, I know the juice is tough, but come on. How does he skip up to a head coach? Like, nah. And some people will make the point like, oh, well, Dicka was a special teams coach. Harbaugh was a special teams coach. But this is different. No one knew who the fuck Joe Judge was. Yeah. Uh, So I'm not trying to hear that. And you just look at the progress, the lack of progress that that team has made. Over the last three years, your quarterback gets worse every game if he's healthy. Um, you lost to the Bears. I think he tried to <laughs> he tried to throw the red the Redskins under the bus in a press conference last week. Did he? Uh, yeah, yeah. He called them. He said uh, they someone had asked him about the team. He's like, "Well, we're not some clown show organization that's fighting." Oh, on the that's fighting on the sideline. And, and Ron Rivera yeah. came out and was like, "Hold on, like, yeah, like, how about you talk about your talk team? about your team, you clown?" Yeah. Yeah. Um, which, yeah, I don't want to smoke with Rivera either. Um, yeah, that's just, I don't understand how that dude keeps his job, but Brian Flores, I'll let you take it. Cause I, yeah, we, yeah, no, that's, that's right. I mean, so how many, we we got like four or five fire. We got Nagy's out and we're going to get to the bears here. That's an easy one. I told um, you about Zimmer three weeks ago. Yeah. You I said did. I would have fired that guy. I would have fired that guy so long ago. Yeah. I, you, you know, like, dude, like I told you that shit wasn't on my radar for whatever reason. Uh, Maybe I had just slotted them as like a mediocre squad. And he, you know what it is, I think? My boy Zimmer's really good to me against the spread. So I I, I had no, I had no issues with Zimmer. It's like Teddy Bridgewater. You're like, no, Teddy Bridgewater's a great quarterback. (laughs) Yeah, he's fine. (laughs) (laughs) So Zimmer, Zimmer's been good to me against the spread. So I didn't even think about him getting replaced. But Zimmer's out. Mm -hmm. Nagy's out. Zimmer's out. Flores. Flores is out. Fangio is out. Is that it? Yeah. I think that's it, right? That's it. So we we'll, we'll let's let's go through Zimmer. Well, we don't even have to go through Zimmer. We talked about that before. But what was your initial thought on the Flores thing? Because I was shocked by that. They yeah. they had they had a really good year last year. Then this year they started mm-hmm. off really, really slow. They're still battling, trying to figure out what's up with Tua. Is he the guy? But they had a seven-game win streak this year. To, to start the year, I think they were one or two and seven or two one and, and eight. Seven. 
Yeah. And then to close it with like winning like eight of nine, yeah. or seven of eight, or whatever it was, which, which I call momentum, is including kinda, beating the Patriots, right? But it kind of shows you like the guys are still very locked in; they're still playing very, very hard. It's hard to turn around a one like it's hard to turn around a one and seven team, and and that's what he did. Yeah, you know what I mean. So I was shocked to hear him go. But I think that's a perfect example. I was reading a bunch of stuff, and it was like he doesn't get along with. Okay, this is what I read, and this is and this is my take on what I read. He doesn't get along with Tua, and him and the GM Tua stinks, and him and the GM are like there wasn't the relationship wasn't there. That's the one that, that, that bothered me. That means to me, yeah, the, the <laughs> black coach and black GM black not getting GM. along. They gotta get along. And, and Brown quarterback was like, oh, gotta nah, get man, along. That's the, that's the holy trinity for me. <laughs> <laughs> so what that means to me is the GM still believes in Tua, the coach doesn't. Yeah. So when the coach doesn't believe in the quarterback that the GM believes in. The coach and GM are going to bang heads because basically the coach is like, I need a new quarterback. And the GM is handcuffed to the quarterback unless and the, you're Ryan Pace and you get eight cracks of the apple. But most of the time you select a quarterback that high. You are, that is your that is your guy. You live for and better die or for worse. Way. It's like yep. getting married. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So. And honestly, I'll give I'll give Miami credit is that. They didn't waste any time with it. <clears throat> no. Okay, Flores doesn't believe in the quarterback. We got to move off this dude. That's it. Because this is going to be the quarter. Like, they didn't waste a year. They usually, usually could have brought him back the next year. It would have been the same shit. They might have been solid. But they, if, the, if you're bumping heads and don't believe in the quarterback, your whole thing is and, well, all, and all, you, time's ticking. You double down that not getting along with your boss either, who's also going to be on the hot seat. Because the next the next firing is going to be him, right? If it doesn't go well right. on this next hire and Tua doesn't continue to develop, it's on his hot seat. So he needs to make a move. He doesn't get along with Flores. He wants to bring somebody in there. Um, like you said, Flores clearly doesn't believe in Tua. The organization is focused on supporting Tua because that's exactly. what you're supposed to do when you have a young quarterback. So McCaskey, you support your quarterback. Right. So you make a move in favor of that quarterback to build up confidence and give him another shot at being the guy. This um, is one of those situations where I think everybody wins. But Brian, hey, I, listen, Brian Flores didn't select Tua over Justin Herbert. Correct. It's true. Hey, and I'm going to say this, but, like, I think this is a win-win for everybody right. because I think Flores is going to get another job. Absolutely. And Tua now gets a little reset with a new coach, and the GM thinks, you know, he's got well, a clean slate to get it going. Well, we hope he gets another job, but that's what everybody said about Caldwell when he got fired from the uh, from the Lions, and he still hasn't got another job. So, who yeah, knows? Well, Caldwell was, like, as an older, old-school dude. Like, this you know is that, a little different. Do you know that Caldwell? I looked up this morning. I, I couldn't believe it. Yeah, he's you know like, Caldwell, he, he, he was he's like 30, 150 and 9 or something. <laughs> he, was, he was 36 and 28 with the Lions and went to the playoffs two times in four years. Mm -hmm. If you're the Detroit Lions, I don't know what the fuck you were looking for that was better than Jim Caldwell, but I didn't realize it was that good. I didn't realize it was eight games over 500 with two, yeah. with two playoff periods. No, he was He, he was, was a good coach. He Eleven and five, coach. seven and nine, nine and seven, nine and seven. Like that's if you're Detroit Lions, you should take. Is that. he in the league at all? Uh, I think he might be like doing some special advisor shit, but yeah, it doesn't make any sense. He should be. He should be in the league unless he doesn't want to be. But he's only sixty six, so um, yeah. No, go ahead, man. So you're saying it's yeah. one of those situations going to work out well for everybody. Yeah, because hopefully think... Flores gets to the top of the list in some organizations. But there's only four jobs. 
I think I'm, what I'm saying is I, I don't think it's one of those spots. I think he eventually gets another job because he did a good job over there. So I think he'll eventually get another head coaching job if it's not this year. Maybe it's the next or the following, whatever it is. But he put on his resume that, hey, I could run an NFL franchise. I've done it. Here it is. And they did pretty good. I just didn't have a quarterback. And you heard what Vic – to move over to Vic Fangio, I love Rob, when Rob I love Hill. when people are – they're just – and, like, this is what I want to say about McCaskey too. But, like, these coaches aren't holding back on the quarterback shit anymore. No. They were like, so, you know – in Listen to division. Rex Ryan on Get Up. He throws he throws Sanchez under the bus every other day, <laughs> <laughs> and backs it and backs it backs it right backs over. Backs him up, rolls him over again. Yeah, yeah, all the so, time. So Fangio came out and they asked him about like the rest of the division, like the Chargers and the Chiefs. You know, Fangio's the head coach of the Broncos. Ra- he's Raiders. like, yeah, the Raiders. He's like, well, two of those teams have top tier quarterback play, and the third one has a good quarterback and car. Yeah. And, good enough. And that was like all he said. Basically, yeah. like, I don't have a quarterback up here. Okay, Drew, Drew fucking lock. Y'all can run me out of town if you want to, but I'm gonna let y'all know it wasn't. I don't have no quarterback. So. I had no quarterback. <laughs> I had great defense, tons of talent, no quarterback. Yes. You guys ran me out of town. I thought it was interesting that he got fired too. I mean, I guess that there might have been some game management stuff and some other stuff with them, but you gave him Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater and said, Hey man, go win some games like in the AFC West. Right, like it, it, it wasn't happening, man. You were at a disadvantage with that quarterback. You had the fourth worst, you had the worst quarterback in that division by a long shot. You know, yo, this, we talk about this, and and Vic might be a different situation, but man, I'm not taking a court NFL head coaching job without a quarterback. I believe in you. See, you think you should just take any any job that opens up. Vic well, I think is it's older. hard to pa- yeah, it's I hard get to pass that. it down. Yeah, but He's like been trying for to be example, head coach his whole life. Right, and, I, and he's been around 25 years. I get yeah, this that, is, right? this is his shot. But that's what I was saying about the enemy. It's like, dog, I'm for me to leave. Like, for example, um, what's our guy from Ohio State? That Urban Meyer. Yeah. That's why he came. He was like, I got a quarterback. I got the yeah, first pick. I'll take Lawrence, and then I'll give it a shot. Like, he got, got a whole bunch of money too. But yeah, he he's Vic went over there. They didn't have a quarterback when he got there. It's just like. Man, like of the opening, like what's the most attractive so, opening? Yeah, so I want to I want to talk about to be that the with Bears, you, right? right? So if you're looking at it from that perspective, yeah, it depends on where you are with Fields because it's not like here's the thing, man. Like right. we in Chicago have a ton of optimism around Justin Fields, right? Right. But if you're a coach coming in from another organization, you're just like, fine, show me the tape. You're not really like, oh my god, I can't wait to coach this guy based on his NFL tape last. Maybe year. Let's call, you are. Let's call it like it is, right? And he didn't. I'll put it this way. There were a lot of things going against Justin Fields this past season, if we're being completely honest. So I say that most of this isn't his fault, but there are also t- he played like shit. He did not play good, right? He did. There were only, there were a few moments, flashes, things like that, and I fully expected to get better under a competent regime if that's what we bring in. But there's also things where you look at it and you're just like, ooh, like yeah, there was certain aspects show like yeah, he probably wasn't fully ready to do it. So if you're a coach, if you believe in your ability to turn him around or coach him or believe in his talent. Absolutely, the Bears are the most attractive job for several factors. Number one, and like let's not let's not downplay this. It's the Chicago Bears, right? It is the Chicago Bears. It's a premier franchise. It's a major media market. And if you win here, you are immortalized. Look at Mike Dicka. Mike Dicka is immortalized as the head coach of a Bears for coaching a unit that he didn't even coach. 
right? Like he's an offensive coach <laughs> for a yeah. bad offense that had one of the greatest defenses ever, but it doesn't matter. He's still a legend in football for coaching the Bears, even though he didn't really do too much to help the Bears other than being on the sidelines looking cool and saying funny quotes and shit like that. Really, Buddy Ryan was the coach of that team and the reason that they won a Super Bowl, but Dick is immortalized, right? You look at some of these other cities, you could win in Denver. That doesn't make you famous. Hey, let me ask you a question. You probably know this now, but if you were to take 10 NFL fans and say who was the head coach of the Broncos five years ago when they won the Super Bowl, how many of them do you think would actually be able to answer that question? Not a lot. Who was the head coach of the Broncos when they won the Super Bowl? You're talking about the last one with Peyton? Yeah. Um. See? Hold on. See? <laughs> No one knows. I know. No one Wait, knows. I'm tweaking. I have yeah, you're to know tweaking. this. Yeah, you should. Gary Kubiak. Yeah, this Kubiak. Huh? Gary Kubiak. Yeah. And where yeah. is he now? And who cares about what he has to say? Right. Man, so that is, go, it was Kubiak. It was. It was. It was five, six years ago. It was not a long time ago. This was. This was recently. Yeah. It was Kubiak, and nobody cares. But Mike Dicka won a Super Bowl 40 years ago for a unit he didn't coach, Point and he'll never. And he'll never pay for a meal again anywhere in the continental United States. So like. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, it's Chicago, right? And obviously, yeah, the opportunity to coach Fields. So you look at that. Yeah, the roster is probably better in Denver, right? The roster is probably better in Miami. The roster is certainly better in Minnesota if from an offensive talent standpoint. But the allure of coaching the Chicago Bears and all of that See, will pull you in. I think all that. You yeah. got you to gotta pick whatever quarterback you believe in. So would you take that? So, should, so if, if that's the case, then you go with Kirk Cousins because he's the most accomplished quarterback that, that, you, should that you'd be, be walking into a room with. priority you have as a head coach. You could fix all the other shit. You have one opportunity, a two- or three-year window, to pick a quarterback that you like. So who are you taking? Is it, is it Minnesota? I mean, Minnesota has the best quarterback. Hey, before I go to Denver, I'm calling Aaron Rodgers like, hey, man, look, you leaving yeah, see, or what's, what's popping? That's like, the what's... problem with Denver. That Aaron... <laughs> and I told you Are a few you weeks ago, Denver should get off the air. I don't think Aaron Rodgers is leaving, number one. I think they're going to I think they're gonna I think go to the Super Bowl. Leaving. I don't think he's leaving. I think this whole thing is flipped. I think he has the organization by the balls, and I think they wouldn't dare not listen to Aaron Rodgers going forward. I think that's the truth. I, I really do. I don't think he's leaving at all. I think that's his show. They're going to rename Lambeau Rogers Field. Like, he's going to get whatever the fuck he wants over there, and he's not leaving. Um, but even then, it's a pipe dream, man. Who's to say that he's going to go to Denver? If I'm Denver, I already told you what Denver should do. Call Atlanta. Call Atlanta. Give me Matt Ryan. What does it take to get Matt Ryan? If you feel that your roster is that good and you have all this talent on defense and you have Jerry Judy and all these other receivers that you feel are good, then call Atlanta and get Matt Ryan in there. Do the same thing that the Rams did with the uh, with the Lions. Call Matt Ryan, who can probably still give you two more years, and bring him over. I don't think that – because you're going to spend all summer going after Aaron Rodgers, and this dude is so sometimey, you don't know what the hell is going to happen. Rodgers – I'm calling Atlanta. I don't understand why teams weren't calling Atlanta this summer. That dude is whack, man. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. He's accomplished, and he's better than what you have right now. Is he better than Teddy Bridgewater? Absolutely. Is he better than Drew Locke? Absolutely. Let's keep it real. Is he better than Matt Stafford? Maybe. Maybe he's won a lot more ball games than Matt Stafford. He's had a lot higher highs than Matt in that, Stafford in that situation. He won a fucking MVP and took his team to the Super Bowl. Matt Stafford has ever won a playoff game. Like, he, and I've told and I've told you about Stafford already and where I am on. Yeah, him. We you would just I'll unload right Stafford. Now. Stafford sucks. I don't understand. I don't understand how you can play in the league for 14 years, 
never win anything. And then all of a sudden, everybody's like, oh, Matt Stafford, MVP. Look at the last five weeks. He's been awful. Look at that game on Sunday. He was awful. Awful. He yeah. loves to give, turn the ball over. What was that pick that he threw, that last pick? I think, who call, uh, what's it called? Jalen Rose called it a punt yesterday. <laughs> yeah. No, it's he's, he's terrible. Bad. He's bad. He's not good. What, what are we talking about here? Since when did Matt Stafford become elite? I just missed the part where Stafford's elite. I've seen Matt Stafford two times a year for the last 13 years. He's not elite. He's good. He's very talented. Huge arm. Loves to turn the ball over. Doesn't win anything. Don't trust him. So if that's but if that's getting you two first round picks, then why aren't you making that call to Matt Ryan in Atlanta? That's the type of quarterback you should be looking for. Somebody who still has a little bit left, who knows what they're doing and is a clear upgrade over what you have and is probably motivated to leave. Because if you're Atlanta, you should be rebuilding that thing. You should yeah. not be trotting Matt Ryan out there to go seven and ten or eight and nine another year. I told you he's just good enough to make you where you're not bad, where you end up with the first pick of the draft, but you won't make the playoffs. With that ride, yeah, you're so in no man's Denver. Land. You're in no man's land with him. So get something for him. If I'm Denver, that's the call that I'm making. But I don't I, that whole Rodgers pipe dream. If you're a coach for the going after the Broncos and you're like, I'm gonna take that job because Aaron Rodgers might come, that's a that's a risky proposition. I'd much rather go yeah. to Minnesota or Chicago or even Miami, where you have Tua. It's the same situation as Miami, right? If you're looking at Tua and Fields, you're like, Man, which one of these guys would I rather coach? Honestly. I wonder if Rodgers is on the phone with Elway, like, yo, let me finish up. Let me pick what coach I want, and I'll, I'll, I'll package it up. I'll come over. i pick the coach, and, and I'll come. I don't think he's leaving, man. I really – I don't that's, I don't see that's it. Not I think the whole bad, year is flipped this year. Why that's would you not leave? a bad proposition, though. Because no, fuck Green Bay. He doesn't like them. They're 39 and 10 over the last three years. He doesn't – he doesn't – bro, especially – I think – see, I'm on the it's, exact it, opposite. I think with an he, MVP. I think if he gets a ring, too, he's like, yep, I'm good. I don't like these dudes anyway. They traded all my homies then away. Get rid of they treated, they then treated get rid of Gutekais. Then get rid of Gutekais. I don't think They're he has not, a problem with the floor. Oh no, he's cool. Malafour saved his fucking has has resurrected his career. I mean, it was already great, but oh my god, come on! Yeah, but Matt Lafleur has turned that shit into win, not resurrect. But you know what I mean? Matt Lafleur is the perfect play caller for Aaron Rodgers. Perfect. He's been perfect play caller for him for three years. He's playing some of his best football right now under Lafleur. You saw the Mike McCarthy years at the end; they were shit. Sure, Lafleur has been good for them, and he will have the organization by the balls. And it's a familiar situation. This is this is the same. <laughs> this is like the Brady Belichick conversation. Like, uh-uh. man, Rodgers is making this shit work. Brady was never going to get total control. What, Brady what? was never going to get. Brady was never going to be the most important guy in that room. I think you're giving these coaches a little. Hey, let Lafleur. Uh-huh. Hey, let Lafleur lose that boy. See what happens to his record. Yeah, I understand, but I'm saying Lafleur has hey, done a great job. Because who was that's because, fine. Lafleur has hey, done a great job with Rodgers. He's done a great job with him. I'm not saying that. You talk about you said he resurrected his career. Are you out of your mind? That's probably a poor who choice of words, but you know what? I, you know what I mean. <laughs> Listen, he, they've done well together. They were they were rudderless under Mike McCarthy. They were you had a great they, quarterback, and you weren't doing shit. They they. Well, hold on a second. No, you had a great quarterback and you weren't doing they, shit. They were doing pretty much the same thing. They were going they were going to the playoffs and losing. And Rodgers was doing his thing. They, they, they've been doing that. LaFleur got him in the NFC. Mark McCarthy's – no, Mark McCarthy's 2017 in Green Bay. Mark McCarthy's 7-9, 2018, 4-7-1. That's – you're not – what playoff is that? Well, playoff then, where? Rodgers was out. The last two years? Was he out 2017 and 2018? the – he was out one of those. I'm pretty sure the, almost like the the back half of the year. 
Go when, look at games played. Either way. For two I years? Under, I understand. <laughs> I, don't the, remember, the seven, I don't remember Aaron Rodgers being out for two years. The, the seven to... and nine was there, but he was out for a good chunk of, of one of those years. Pull, pull it up. He had a collarbone, I believe, and then he had a. Uh... Aaron Rodgers missed games in 2017. That was it. 16 games, 16, 16, 16, 16, 16, 16, 16. So he won four games in 2018, Aaron Rodgers? Aaron Rodgers in 2018 as a starting quarterback was 6-9-1. and one. Huh. Yeah. And then, oh, wait, wait. And then Matt LaFleur comes. 13-3. and 13-3. 13-4. Well, well, towards the end of that last year when they went 6-9-1, he had gave up on McCarthy and it was like they, he had given up. The shit was I would have given up on Mike McCarthy too. Have you ever, wa- was- have you ever watched him coach? You ever watched him coach a ball game? So, I, I've given up on Mike McCarthy before this game this weekend. That yeah. team is one and donezo. When we get to the playoffs, I'll tell you, they're done. That's the worst matchup they could have drawn. That's the worst know. matchup they could have drawn. Kyle Shanahan, I said it the other day on Twitter. Go, Kyle Logan. Shanahan's going to run coaching laps around Mike McCarthy. <laughs> well, <laughs> He's be hey, lapping them. Let's, let's wrap this piece up and then let's get to the Bears. LaFleur's done a really good job with him. That yeah. hey, LaFleur loses Rogers. Yeah. It's going uh, that the shit you was talking about was like LaFleur claim in and he he the reason they doing shit. Absolutely. It's Not hard. It's 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 hard to win. It's it's hard to lose when you have Aaron Rodgers playing. Right. But they have lost with Aaron Rodgers playing, is what I'm trying to tell you. He has seen bad coaching. He saw sure. it two years before LaFleur got there when he's like, this guy has to go. There's a reason McCarthy was fired. So you think that he would stay because of LaFleur? That's what you're saying? I think no. I don't think it's just Lafleur. I don't think he's saying why else would he stay because of Matt Lafleur. I think he's saying because he has he'll have that organization by the balls. If you look at what he was pissed off about, he was pissed that they didn't consult him on decision making. He didn't feel like he was the most important person in the room. He didn't feel like he had a say in personnel. He didn't feel like organization or or decisions were being ran through him. They drafted a quarterback. All this long list of things. I get he's a spiteful guy who doesn't even talk to his family. So maybe still at the end of all this, he might say, "Hey, I want to leave." But I just think as far as what he was looking for and what he wanted. He's gotten it. He's going to get it from them. They will do everything in their power to appease Aaron Rodgers. Everything. Everything. Because they saw what life was like without him last year or this summer when he didn't show up till the end. And I they think, got blown out by I the Saints he, in week one. I think they're going to make a really – they're going to they're gonna make a deep run. I don't, who knows if they win the Super Bowl or not. They're going to make right, a run. Fuck and around he, and will. And he's going to be like – I, I I think it's more likely he leaves if they win a Super Bowl. If he wins the Super Bowl, I think he's like, here you go. Here for the fans. Fuck that franchise. I'm going to go ahead and re- reset, go out to Denver, and kick it there. His ladies from out there and shit, too, I believe. Like, he needs to stop fucking with these weird chicks, too. <laughs> he's fucking with these weird chicks. He's uh, Rodgers is an odd dude. Dog, those interviews with uh with McAfee, doom, doom, and then you know it's a beautiful Mr. V and like with the hat yeah, with the media yeah, it's, it's fucking weird. Yeah, Rogers is an odd dude. <laughs> Best quarterback I've ever seen with my own two eyes. Sure. I've been yo, Nick, how long have I been saying that? Yeah, for sure. No, you've I'm, been saying that a long time. I literally I've literally been saying that for 10 years. Hey, we might be we might be watching the second best right now in Cincinnati too. <laughs> Straight up, yo! I texted uh, my guy Mikey. I'm like, look, man, if I don't hear this pace news, who they? Yeah, who they? Uh, who I, they? <laughs> far, few few hours in Cincinnati. They, they run they run pace out here. I'm going to pick up 
a hey. fucking Bengals t-shirt. That's where I was with Josh Allen last year. I was like, you right. know what? I'd rather root for a quarterback. I'll just attach myself to a quarterback yeah, for the rest of my go. life and go from there. Go from there. I don't need next, this. I don't need this shit anymore. Next 10 years, just root for a QV. hundred percent. Yeah, give me a quarterback. So yeah, I don't I'm just I'm just of the belief that he's not gonna go. No, I wouldn't be shocked if he did though. It's not where I'm like, yo. If he leaves, I'm going to be floored because he's Aaron Rodgers and you never know. I just do feel like he has – I feel like part of this was kind of a leverage play and he has so much leverage right now that it's absurd. Like he could literally – literally, I'm not kidding. Like it could be Rodgers Field. Like I don't – fuck Curly Lambeau. This is my joint. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I want. (laughs) That's what I want. Fuck Lambeau Road. I need yeah. Rogers Road. Rogers Way. Rogers Way. I need Rogers the whole. I need the whole thing. I need you to take down farm hey, shit. This is beautiful Put mystery drive. Shit. I want all of that shit. <laughs> I need all farm. I, I want Brett Favre's jerseys out the building. That's so funny, ASAP. bro. Bart Starr. All of them can go. I don't need any of them niggas. <laughs> I'm the only quarterback that's ever played here. I need the, the, ring, the Hall of Fame ring to say Rodgers all the way around. Rodgers ring of honor. I just need my accomplishments. I just need my accomplishments. I don't know. I don't care about, I don't care about none of these. I don't care about none of these other folks. Just, hey, that's what I want. As a matter of fact, you know, nobody owns this team. Let me get that. I need the whole, I need <laughs> I the whole team. Like, I need that. Give me that, too. I need oh that. City God. owns the team. No, I need that. I need some that, shares. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I need some shares. So yeah, that's what I think. But you know, so if I'm, if I'm not. I'll put it this way. All that to say this, I'm not going after any of these jobs with the expectation that Aaron Rodgers might be there. I'm not going after any of these jobs with the expectation that someone that isn't there right now is going to be there because yeah, that's how risky. you get burned. That's how you get fired. Yeah. Look at what's there. Look at their draft positioning and make a decision that way. But roster wise, top to bottom, the Bears probably have the. They got the worst roster out of all these teams. They're the, the least amount Denver's of highlights. Denver's roster is solid. Denver has a solid roster. Minnesota has Jefferson Cook. Yeah. They have some guys that can play D. Miami. Miami's roster is not great, but they're solid. They got, they got a bunch of guys you don't That's know, the but they're good. thing about Florida is like, that team's not even, they don't it's even have good. any players. They like, have no players. Yeah, yeah. It's winning games. Yeah. Kyle Van Noy, like. He's yeah, over like, there now. It's crazy. Yeah. So he's one of those guys that Belichick decided he was done with. When Belichick's done with you, you know the deal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, about two years left. Um, so yeah, I don't. I, I think the best. Ro- it's it's to me. It's between Denver and Minnesota. The only that Minnesota has is you're walking into a situation in year one where you do have a quarterback, right? Yeah. And if they decide Isn't not that to deal move forward, coming up though, yeah, that's, that deals. That, that, the deals up. So his thing. The deals up the other the problem. Year, you're buying some time till too. It's like, hey, I came in here with Kirk. You guys didn't extend Kirk. Now I get to choke a new quarterback. So you might get that extra year because you get the yeah, lame duck Kirk but Cousins still, year with them. But you're still, but you still, that year still counts. You know what I'm but saying? You got talent, like, but you also have offensive talent over there. You got some talent on O. Justin Jefferson's a, a fucking problem. Yeah. Well, that's what I was saying. And this, and, the, and let's get into the Bears because that's what I was saying about the Bears. The roster shit. Well, for sure it is because shit. Ryan Pace put together a shit fucking shit roster. Shit aging roster on defense. Aging exactly. D. Shit aging D, like, yeah, it's a shit roster, right? But the thing about what you're saying is that that's why they should have got fired last year because you bring in a new coach with a new quarterback. But you get, yeah, new coach, new quarterback, new regime, and y'all all all start together. It was a waste of a year because it's It's not like when you're like, hey, we want to give Nagy and Pace another chance to do something. It's like, yo, the roster, 
The roster so and look, Nagy, I blame Matt Nagy for a lot. But the roster was shit, so he wasn't going to do anything. The Bears weren't going to do anything this year anyways. They literally, the definition, the definition of going into reverse and backing into the playoffs is what happened with the Bears last year, right? So to think that this year they were going to come back around, we talked about last year, defense that's another year older, right? And you lost some guys due to the salary cap clusterfuck that was this offseason that ended up costing us Kyle Fuller and both of our starting tackles. Right, <laughs> yeah, like literally a salary clap clusterfuck by them, and then we give Andy Dalton paying Andy Dalton and uh and and falls like 30 million not to play. So, a lot of that money does come off the books, which I think the Bears, from a salary cap perspective, might look attractive, but also, also from a team building perspective, the Bears aren't attractive because we don't have draft picks. So, it's not like yo, I'm coming in this team, we got seven picks in the upcoming draft, four of them in the first four rounds, we're going to be able to get some talent. You don't even have a first round pick. The Giants have your first-round pick. So it's not like you're coming in there saying, hey, I'm going to be able to rebuild with a whole bunch of guys. Ryan Pace traded all of our picks for this current roster that cannot get above 500 and score more than 17 points a game. So you're in a bad situation there. The only reason you come to Chicago is if you want to work with Justin Fields and coach the Bears. So that's why I said the allure. You hope if you're the Bears, the allure of coaching the Bears comes into play. Because if you're looking at straight roster and right-away success, it's not the Bears. This team won't be good next. There's nothing they can do to be good next year. There's nothing they can do to be good next year. They're going to be towards the bottom, but that's or what whatever. I'm saying. Why, why did I mean? We don't have to get into. Yeah, it we can. We can talk about that. We, it was yeah, a mistake. We, we, we wasted, knew we talked about we, it last we, year. We knew that going into the year, it was a mistake yeah. that we're going into the year with these guys. It was a waste of a year, and the only reason we did that is because McCaskey didn't want to pay two people at the same time, yeah. whatever amount of money it was going to cost. So that's what we 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 burned the year knowingly. That's it. Like, we knew we were going to burn the year. All right, let's get into some of these clips. Uh, these clips. So, hey, I mean, let, let, let's at least celebrate that Nagy is now fired. He's gone. That uh, that era is over. This is – I'm trying to think of what head coach this is for me. It's like five, I think. No, we can go way back. I mean, okay, Six. so we got Wani. Well, okay, we got – so yeah. when, we were we had Dicka when we were kids. It goes Dicka, Wanstead. Yeah. Yeah, Ron. Wanstead's the first one for me. Dicka, Wanstead. This is how bad this is. I can name them all. Dicka, Wanstead, Jerron, Smith. Smith. Tressman. Tressman. Fox. Nagy. Uh, Fox, Fox. Fox, Nagy. Nagy. Yeah. They're all shit. Oh, and only one of them was good. No, Lovey was Lovie. good. Yeah, Lovey was good. good. Now, the Bears were – you know what? We've been embarrassing for a couple of years now. Think, we've think never embarrassing under Lovey Smith. Never. 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 Hey. No quarterback, fine. We're, we're never going to fucking be embarrassing. We're going to go out there. We're going to play. The defense is going to give effort. I don't – yeah, so, look, man, like, I, I, I knew it was probably time to part ways with Lovey, but I'll never look back on the Lovey era and be like, yo, it was never an embarrassment. Tressman was an embarrassment. Nagy an was embarrassment. an embarrassment. Nagy was an embarrassment. John Fox was fucking checked out when he, when he started coaching the team. Right when I didn't he got know hired. why they hired him. He didn't even want to coach. He's like, fine, I'll take the money. Because pay- – Dude, Pace was so bad in, in so Glennon, many big Glennon spots. and Fox. Well, look, they went and got Fox as a stopgap. Why are you even hiring stopgaps? Yeah. And it was like known place? that he was a, he was just like a stopgap. It was like, yeah. a, it was like hey, it was we're like going to – It was after Tressman. You want a professional head coach. We're going to give Trubisky a year to, to sit and learn, I guess, and we'll get Fox and Glennon to go give him some time. To, it was a – it's just nonsense, it was, right? It was, it was very bearsy. Yes, very bearsy. So, 
which clip do you want from McCaskey first? So then well, McCaskey let's, comes let's, out. Let's set it up. Let's set it up. So let's yeah. say obviously Bears fire Nagy. Then a couple hours later, fire Pace, right? There have been some talks about Pace possibly getting moved up in the old Jerry Reinsdorf special, the Kenny Williams slash uh, <laughs> John Paxson special. It's like, can't be the GM anymore, but I really love what you do. We're just going to promote you, and you're going to be my right-hand man. Yeah. Uh, so he didn't pull the Reinsdorf. Thank God for that. Fired yeah. both of those guys, which then set up the George McCaskey uh, press conference. If you don't know, George McCaskey is the chairman of the Bears. Son of uh, Virginia He's the McCaskey. owner of the Bears. Owner of the Bears, essentially owns in charge. the Bears. Yeah. Virginia, son of Virginia McCaskey, who is the daughter of uh, George Hallis, a granddaughter of George Hallis. I forget which way it goes. Um, for all intents and purposes, the number one guy at the Bears. But even when you listen to the press conference, apparently he answers to ownership. He really said that I have to answer to ownership. It's like, nigga, you are ownership. He's talking about his mom. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, she has no fucking idea what's going on. Um, <laughs> so he comes out. Upset, yeah, she's very disappointed. He goes, just like a mother would say, she's very disappointed. It's interesting. Um, so he comes out. For his press conference to kind of tell you about the state of the Bears, right? Clearly, there's some tough questions that got to be answered. He comes out from the very beginning. I don't know if you have that. We don't have the beginning clip, but I'll tell you this. He starts the press conference by doing this. He comes out, <coughs> gives condolences to Jeff Dickerson. Anybody who's followed the Bears forever knows J.D. was longtime ESPN Chicago reporter, did a great job for the Bears. He uh, passed away from cancer. His wife had died two years earlier. They leave a 14-year-old son, lost yeah. both of his parents. Very sad situation. So, obviously, McCaskey comes out and talks about that. Uses that situation to then transition into why booing Matt Nagy's kids at the football game was unacceptable, which I agree with. Don't boo the man's kids at the football game. I thought that shit was lame as hell, right? Whatever. But the fact <laughs> that he used that to set that up and criticize Bears fans, to me, let you know where this press conference was going. It was a pretty much a big F you to the fans. I'm sick of hearing it. Y'all don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Y'all are so stupid that you boo kids at high school football games, essentially is what he was saying. He really transitioned straight to that. He goes, which is why? And then tells the story about Nagy's son getting booed at the high school game, which to me I thought was incredible and let you know exactly where this press conference you was going to go. You could see it on his face when he, he came on, out. He, he was frustrated. pissed off. He was pissed off. He was pissed. So, this thing quickly got unhinged. Uh, and the reporters, <laughs> shout out to all the reporters in Chicago media, because I have never seen – it's like the Formula – remember we always talk about the Formula One press conferences where, like, these guys are like, wait, wait, no, 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 that's bullshit. Like, answer the question. Yeah. It was very much like that. Like, no, they no, They held no, you're the not, to the fire, yeah, for real. You're not you're not sidestepping some questions. So, yeah, that's that's going to lead into a couple of these clips that we got right here. Let's start with the uh, – let's start with the Olin Krutz one. No, no, you know what? Let's start with the uh, asking about Bill Polian being involved in the decision. So, a lot of it was based on – Bill Polian is going to be consulting the Bears. I think he said Bill Polian at least 30 times in the press conference and yeah. referenced his book another 10 times. So clearly, Bill Polian, who we'll get to in a minute, is uh, is uh, going to be advising them on this decision, which uh, which someone had to ask a question about. Joe Lewis? Yeah, hi, George. Um, you mentioned Bill Polian and you know the years that he's had. You mentioned yourself. Was there ever or is there ever a concern or a thought given to – possibly having a younger group of, I guess, his consorts looking into a GM head coach because it's not, of course, to, you know, shade your age, but the game has changed since the last time Bill Polian was really active in the league and two, 10 years ago. So was there ever a consideration to perhaps a younger group of people who have been in the league as it's modernized more recently? Uh, well, I, I 
appreciate the spirit of the question, uh, Joseph. Uh, yes, we're uh, we're not exactly spring chickens, um, but Bill's been out around the game for a long time. Uh, he knows the game very well, and um, I recall uh, George Hallis was uh, in his 80s when he uh, made a then very controversial, but ultimately successful selection for a head coach. And um, Bill's much younger than that. <laughs> oh, look, listen. No. Listen. These are the folks in charge with, with running your Chicago Bears, everybody. Who's running the Chicago Bears, man? Just compared the George Hallis hiring Mike Dicka to Bill Polian. Selecting our next head coach in 2021, 2022. Yeah. It's, um, we've said this a lot of times. It's just like a mom and pop. They, they run this shit like it's the, the league up the street. Yeah. So we're just going to find an old guy who we don't believe in bringing in young people, new people. We're, resi we're resistance to all that. Bill Polian's been around the game since the 70s. All right. He understands. He understands. He thrilled the nation with his T formation. He understands. That's what we want. <laughs> That's what we want. That's who we want. We want we want that type of football. We want Bill fucking Polian. Bill Polian. You got the Polian clip that I sent you yesterday? Bill Polian. Let's talk. Let's start on Bill Polian real quick. Oh, I Can should. I let, let me uh, go ahead. I'll, I'll get that clip. Bill Polian, a guy who literally the best thing that he ever did was draft Peyton Manning over Ryan Leaf. Right? Like that. That's why Bill Polian is. He's heralded as this genius because he's the quote-unquote architect of those great Colts teams that ran the 2000s. Ran the 2000s so much that you have arguably a top three quarterback of all time and you won one Super Bowl. One, how many Super Bowls did they go to? Two. One? Two? Who did they lose to? No, only they only they went only, to one. They only went to one Super Bowl. Yeah. So in all that time of all these teams that you architected when you had the, 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 the vision – to select Peyton Manning number one overall, the vision to select Peyton Manning over Ryan Leaf, who coming into the league was an alcoholic who fell asleep at fucking um, the rookie symposium or whatever day. it is. Yeah. And his pro day was literally sleeping during interviews. And he said, maybe we'll take Peyton Manning over this, which gave you a run of success and victories that led to one fucking Super Bowl that you won over Rex Grossman. That all of a sudden, and you could never fix your defense over there in the Colts. Remember that? Every year, they could never fix the defense. They those lost boys a lot scoring, of big games. Those boys were scoring 50 points a game and giving up 55. Their defense was ass. Ass for years. He could never fix that. But this architect, this guy who we trust so much, this guy who told you that Lamar Jackson's a wide receiver, this guy who told you that Johnny Manziel is the best quarterback in the draft, this guy I'm about who's to like play 80 right years old is the guy who you trust to make this pick and how dare somebody question you on it about why you're not bringing someone who is involved in the modern game, who knows what modern players want, who knows what modern offenses look like. You haven't had a modern offense in forever. You didn't have a modern offense in 1985 when you won the fucking Super Bowl. You have never had a modern offense. You have never played modern football. And your solution to that is to bring in Bill fucking Polian to consult you on all decisions football. Because he's so plugged into the game. It's disgusting. That press conference was disgusting. If you watch that whole thing, if you listen to it, if you heard some of those clips, it's disgusting. The Bears gave you optimism for three hours. Then this fucking guy came out and stepped all over it. 
Here's the here's it's the Bill Polian, here's the Bill Polian highlight reel. And for those who can't hear it, it's like a Bill lot of Polian here it is. Wanted to make Lamar Jackson a, a wide receiver. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, what what does anybody know? They don't know anything. He was he was on doing this for a long time too. Executive of the year in the NFL, Bill Polian. Bill, you, you've seen the tape. You've seen the highlight-making plays from Teran Matthew when he was at LSU. Is he worth the risk, in your opinion? No, in a word. This is a guy who's a nickelback, uh, who's a return man, who has a deficiency covering man-to-man, -man, who's speed deficient. On top of that, he's proven to be irresponsible and continues, in my mind, to show some degree of irresponsibility that makes him a poor teammate and a poor risk i don't know why you'd want him at any price but if you were going to take a chance on him it certainly wouldn't be tonight in my mind so would you take him in a very late round or would you consider him an undrafted free agent kind of player we would take him off the board <laughs> he also said wait 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 wait, wait. <laughs> We go try to save him. He like, look, well, okay. Late round, okay. What about late round? You know, maybe even an undrafted situation. Polian doubled down on it. Said, I would say he doesn't exist. Take him yeah. off of our board. A couple things. That video continues to show that Polian did not vote Lamar Jackson on any all uh, pro team when he won the MVP. The year that Lamar Jackson won the MVP, this man. So that gives you a lot of insight into his character. He had a bad evaluation on him and could never let it go, right? Yeah. So even when Lamar Jackson is out here winning MVPs in a year where he was fucking spectacular, you didn't even give him an all – and what a first-team all-pro, no all-pro vote. That If that's the type of stubborn guy that you want making decisions for you, that's what you want. He couldn't even come off Lamar Jackson four years later when Lamar is the fucking unanimous. Nobody else is even close to Lamar that year, yeah. MVP. And he he didn't give him a he did not give him a single all pro vote. He said Tyron Matthew is a nickelback. <laughs> this is an all pro safety in the NFL. This is a Heisman Trophy finalist. This is a Heisman Trophy finalist. And I get hey, Honey Badger had issues at college. I'm not gonna not really that at all. Yo, it was, it, he had some shit. Not, whatever. not really though. Because Regardless. if you go back and and you look at what they were, he smoked a little tree. Like ninety nine percent, like ninety nine percent of the people do in college. <laughs> yeah. So that I, like, in the world, when, yeah. When <laughs> when you look back at like what the actual issue was, that yeah. Go regardless, ahead. regardless, right? But to come out and call him a nickelback, like yo, this is a guy who we use in a special package. He's yeah. a nickelback. He's off my board. He said Chad Kelly was the first, was the best quarterback coming up. The richest thing in there though was I had a first round grade on Tom Brady. I, 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 I saw Brady coming. No, the fuck you didn't because you were involved in the league at that point in time. And I guarantee you, if you had a first round grade in a quarterback and you're in the fifth round and he's still there, I don't care if you have Joe Montana in front of him, you fucking draft him. Yeah. When you get that late in the round. So you didn't have a first round grade on Tom Brady. You did not have a first round grade. on. So you're the only person in the world. That's some hindsight is 2020 shit right there. Then you have the Chad Kelly thing. I don't even know who the fuck Chad Kelly is, but I know he's not doing anything in the NFL right now. <laughs> Johnny Manziel was not the fourth best, the number four pick in the draft. 
Lamar Jackson is an all-pro player and is not a wide receiver. He has some deficiencies as a quarterback, but he's not a wide receiver. You want to compare him to Terrell Pryor? Terrell fucking Pryor? Yeah. Come on, dog. Then, then, then what else did he say? I mean, come on, man. Well, Polian, they, they're kind of like a match made. McCaskey and Polian are like guys. Oh, perfect. They're like a match made. Two old white dudes who have no idea what the fuck's going on. But the Polian All-Pro, all you need to know is that All-Pro Lamar Jackson thing. He had a bad grade on him coming out and refused, refused to move off it, even though his own two eyes told him something different. Yeah. How in the fuck? In a year when a guy wins MVP, can you not vote him all pro? And it wasn't a, a tightly contested one. Lamar Jackson was clear, was he was MVP by like week nine. It was over yeah. with. He didn't yeah. even have to play the rest of the year. He was lights out that year. They went 14 and 2 or some shit. Sure. Yeah, no, I agree with you 100 percent I don't want to hear it, man. And this is the guy who you trust. This is the guy who you bring in. This is who you sell to Bears fans. And the amount of time, and, and make no mistake about it, the amount of times he said Bill Polian's name tells you everything about who will be making this decision for the Chicago Bears and who he will be leading on. Just like last time when they brought in Or Ornia Corsi and he's the one that told them about Pace, who told them about Nagy. It's the same shit. There's nothing different here. It's the same thing. Let me bring in old football guy. Next in four years, they're gonna ask Bill Parcells to come in and find us a coach. That's where we're <laughs> headed. Here's and and similar to how uh, Nick is fired up, the Catman was fired up on uh, NBC Chicago. I thought George McCaskey today embarrassed himself. I thought that was the single worst performance by a Chicago sports executive in a press conference city in 30 years. He was truly awful today. Yeah. Well, and the problem is, you and I were part of a show on almost the exact same day last year where we were saying a lot of the same thing. Like, what are you doing? About that press conference a year ago. So for it to repeat itself today, I think was quite frankly startling. That, that they, they didn't seem to understand the tone of last year. But why should we be surprised? Shame on us. Yeah. Well, and that's why I tweeted afterwards. I said, stunned again, and I know better. Right. Like, I know better. Yeah, and, think, and real quick to go on the point of coach of the Chicago Bears and how it gets you a lifetime of fucking happiness. Dave Wanstead, mediocre coach and mediocre coach for the Bears, getting checks from NBC Sports Chicago thirty years later. Yeah, that's correct. <laughs> yes, yeah. facts, facts. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I mean, I, well, no. Well, the only thing that I'm gonna say is that I. Because we talked about this off off air too, was it would be a lot. He would have a lot more leeway, George McCaskey, if he didn't disappear ninety nine percent of the year, and then pop up literally when everything is in shambles. But what does he have to talk and then, about? Well, he could he could like address the situation and the status of the team. I mean. Listen, bro, he talks once a year, and then he's getting upset when people are asking him a lot of questions. Questions that have been waiting to ask him Like, all no, year. we haven't talked to you in 12 months. Yeah. And, hey, and, hey, and by the way, you continue to fuck up. Over, It's not like you're making great decisions. Like, then you come out and give us this tone, and we got to move to the NBA. But here's the last clip of McCaskey talking about Olin Krutz, a very well-respected oh. Chicago Bear in the city. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, before we even do that, let's if we're going to move off the press conference after this because the Cruz is going to take up some time, let's talk about something else he did yesterday. 
Yeah. When they asked him, this was this to me was was probably the biggest thing. They asked him, "Is it a prerequisite for the next head coach of Chicago Bears to have faith in Justin Fields?" Right? Does that coach have to express a strong desire to work with Justin Fields? He could have easily come out and said, absolutely. We took Justin last year, 10th overall, and we fully believe that he is the franchise quarterback for this team going forward. Instead, he said, the next head coach of the Bears, we want to know what their plan is for the quarterback position of the Bears. Not Justin Fields. He referred to it as the quarterback position of the Chicago Bears. Like it was you, open. Like it was open. You understand how but that is a vote of no that's that's no confidence in your quarterback. Like you have every chance you can to say, hey, look, man, we know this was a tough year, but we still believe in you, right? I talk about what the Dolphins did. You fire a coach because you don't believe that he has the vision that matches with you and your quarterback. You have the opportunity to not refer to him as the quarterback position. You have the opportunity to call him by name. You have the opportunity to say, we believe he's a franchise quarterback, and you don't. And you don't. You say the quarterback position for the Chicago Bears. There is no quarterback position for the Chicago Bears. It's Justin Fields. He is the quarterback position for the Chicago Bears. The audacity, the arrogance. It's yeah. unbelievable. The out-of-touchness. This is why you don't talk all year, because you don't fucking have anything to say. You have no idea what's going on. You, you can't read the room. You can't understand what's going on out there. How the fuck do you skip that opportunity to endorse Justin Fields after what just happened, after the year that they just went through, after you just fired everybody he's known for the last year? How do you not take that opportunity to say, hey, man, that's what you do we with got a young you. quarterback. We're gonna go. We We're got gonna you, go. bro. Yeah. We want to make sure that guys. who comes in here is invested in your success. Not the success of the quarterback position. You've been trying to figure out the quarterback position for the Bears for 120 fucking years. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. That to me was unfucking believable. How dare you? Yeah. And this is what he had to say about Olin Krutz. George, Olin Krutz um, told a story the other day about how the Bears offered him essentially uh somewhat of a consulting hey you know what i knew it was gonna get interesting when he took when he went to get that sip of water yeah for those people just listening the reporter asked him about Olin Krutz, and McCaskey instantly goes to grab a, a sip of water like yeah i'm getting ready to go in on buddy uh, uh, i've been waiting i was i'm gonna start it over here it is George Olin Krutz um, told a story the other day about how the Bears offered him essentially a, somewhat of a consulting role with the offensive line um, for $15 an hour. Were you aware of that offer when it happened? And what was your reaction whenever you were aware of it? I've learned over the years to take just about anything that Owen says with a grain of salt. And I look forward to hearing that story again and hope he includes it in his hall of fame induction speech. So you're saying that it's not true. Uh, 
that's the way it is sometimes with Olin. Don't get the whole story. And Olin knows what the story is. <laughs> that's the first time you've seen that in full? Yeah, he called him a liar. He just called him a liar. He called him. A, he called him flat out. He literally, not just about this though. He he He's called like, him a, everything. He said everything he said. Any he said just about anything he says. Take with a grain of salt. Yeah. That listen. As listen, a man, as a man, as a man. Fuck as a football analyst. Fuck about this job. As a man, don't trust nothing he says. And he's a media guy. He's attacking us. Don't don't get up there when Ellen comes on talks on TV after the game. Don't listen. Don't to listen him. to anything he says. He's a fucking liar. I know him. I employed him for years. He's a fucking liar. That is what he said. Yeah, that's what he you said. just and, and and again hey, and, and, and hey, in a press with conference a, with, a, with a smirk on his face too. The smirk, like, like I know a, this motherfucker. Like this motherfucker, man. I got stories about Buddy. Yeah. Um. Listen, man. In a press conference, when you really should be appearing contrite, right? At the yeah, mercy humble, of your fans. Humble. Yeah. You no, know, it's crazy, man. You got me into this soccer shit now, and, and then like it's it, the dynamic that these like European football clubs have is like we we work for the fans, we serve yeah. the fans. I was watching this one, and they were talking about how their earnings report was about to come out. Yeah, and they're like, man, we made thirty million dollars last year. Is like, but we can't tell that to the fans because we were shit. How are we supposed to spend this to the fans? Could yeah. you imagine the Bears being like, yo, how are we supposed to spend earnings to the fans, man? We've been shit for a hundred years. Yeah. They don't give a fuck. So for him to come out here in a press conference where you should be contrite and getting the fans to believe in you and say, hey guys, we know this hasn't gone right. Instead, you take one of the most prominent players over the last 20 years a guy who's universally respected by teammates fans media members a guy who is a lifetime chicago bear a guy who still works and lives in this town yep. right and you stomp on his credibility you stomp on his credibility you call him a liar you say don't listen to anything he says you smirk about it you come off as a pompous arrogant asshole about it when you could have easily sidestepped it Right and yeah. and kept and kept his integrity intact. You could have easily, you know, Olin says some things. I get it was a rough season, and you know we're happy that Olin and we still have players like Olin still in the mix. That's it. That's it. Instead, you say that guy's a fucking liar. Like the audacity. I've never seen anything like that. But is it just <laughs> is was this McCaskey's like reminder of like, hey man. I'm running shit. I don't really give a fuck about what y'all are talking about. Y'all can come out in the media, say whatever you want, but don't forget who's making the decisions. This was kind of his reminder to Bears fans. Like it or not, hey, you see my last name? I own the team. My family runs shit. I'll make decisions. I'll essentially do whatever I want. Don't forget that. That's kind of the statement I felt like he was – he was on from as soon as he stepped on the mic. Yeah, a hundred percent. You know and, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like he, I've been listening for the year that I've been away. I've heard what you guys have said about us, and I'm going to come up here and tell you we right. know what the fuck we're doing. We're the Chicago Bears, damn it! Exactly. We're the Bears. Exactly. What do you mean? How dare you? We're yeah. a proud, storied franchise. Exactly. That's exactly what it seemed like. Like it was a reminder. It, it, it's actually, it's actually crazy. Also, and, and he all, got up there and did that. And it also shows that he doesn't necessarily respect the fans too too much no it doesn't no 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 oh my god that was the number one thing i took from this the yeah. fans don't matter yeah he doesn't there were, care there were barely any references to the fans he didn't talk about the fans yeah he didn't talk about them at all like he, he really didn't it wasn't about the fans it was it was about him and their process 
He didn't even ask who's going to be in the room when you conduct this 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 GM search. Me, Ted, uh, fucking Paul Polian, and the two and the two uh, black people that he hired, the uh, director of the social inclusion. engagement and yeah. the inclusion chick. Yeah, like, come on, man. Like, what are we doing? And I get it. I'm not against, like, you know, you've worked in the corporate world. Panel interviews are, are a huge part of it. Obviously, a decision like that, you put your, bring your top people in there. But when you're yeah. top fucking people outside of the two black people, because I don't know, I don't, I got nothing against them. We Shout don't know anything do, about them. Do yeah, your yeah. thing, get your checks. Yeah. But I do know that Ted Phillips and McCaskey, who are not football people, should not be involved in the decision. If you like Phillips' ability to negotiate deals from you and he does the money stuff for you, then keep him the fuck over there. Keep him over there. Well, that, he kind of said that, no? He said, well, now he's not. Now the GM's going to be reporting to him instead of Ted Phillips. But Ted Phillips, right. if that's the case, then why is he in the room interviewing for the GM? Football right. ops and business ops should be separate then, if that's what you want to do. Because if that's the case, he's not in the room interviewing for that because it has nothing to do with his job. His job has nothing to do with football, if that's the case. But it's not. They're going to do the same old thing. You know what he said when he's looking for in a head coach? This is crazy. This tells you how much he cares. He could have came with a great answer on what it is that his vision is for the team. He said, I want tough, gritty, smart, opportunistic team football. Like, come on. What kind of cliche bullshit is that? Tough, gritty, smart. That's what I want. <laughs> like, he's literally, yeah. he's literally saying, fuck you. I don't got to give you an answer. I don't have to let you know into my thought process. You don't deserve to know what I'm thinking. Just know Bill's going to be there. If you're ever worried about it, Bill's going to be there, and that's who I'm talking to. It's fucking disgusting. I have zero faith in this team going forward. That, for like the couple hours of optimism that I had that we might do something right, nope, we're going to hire Doug Peterson. Well, that's the thing, too, is like... So Bill, Bill Polian is not going to bring in some young gun. He's definitely not going to bring in some young gun because he doesn't fucking know any of them. I also... <laughs> yeah. I also think it's one of those things where, like... I, we would have a hard – it seems like we might have a hard time bringing in, like, a very boisterous, big personality head coach. He would oh, yeah, he, he would said just, that, too. He would just clash with people. They, and asked, him, like, they asked him that, too. They go, you hired a Pace and Nagy because they're nice guys. He's like – which he didn't like at all. And he's like, would you ever consider bringing in someone who might not be the most friendly guy, but he's a hard-nosed, no-nonsense guy? Yeah. And he was like, well, we're not just looking for nice guys. It's like, look, man, that that's who – I don't – Mike Tomlin's not warm and fuzzy. Yeah, you no, hire the guys. Yeah, these are the no, these are the guys you want. Bill Belichick isn't fuzzy. Yeah, these are football guys, man. Like, yo, I don't care if they can win press conferences. And let's keep it real. It's not like Maggie was out here running press conferences. He was an asshole. He got up there every week and told everybody how dumb they were. Like, yeah. like let, let, let's just keep it real, man. Look, tough, gritty, smart, opportunistic. I couldn't believe it. Okay, all right, we got to leave it there. We'll come back to. Uh... Come back to the Bears another time. That's a solid 40 minutes on the Bears, though. Can we get quick round one playoff predictions and we don't got to spend too much time on it? Yes, let's do it. Let's go NFC first. Oh, and uh, dummy of the week, Brandon Staley. <laughs> yeah, that was. So uh, I wasn't watching the game when he went for it on fourth down in his own 20. So like we were talking, I was like, I, I wasn't 100% sure that I went back and watched it. Dog. Dog. I have never. That what? is special. Like, I get you want to be aggressive and all that. He, he, that was stupid. It was Come a ten-point swing, and then and then the the timeout. I don't care. I've I've watched. I rewatched. Yeah. Yo, Raiders buddy came out and told you like, yeah, well, the timeout flipped everything for us. What a fucking idiot! All right, yeah. let's go. All right, well, let's start in the NFC. Uh, Philly in Tampa versus Tampa. Tom Brady. Yeah. 
Lines eight and a half. Any way, shape, or form, the Eagles can go in there and get a double. Nah. Shout out Sirianni. Shout out Hurts. Great year. They traded Carson Wurtz and somehow Wentz tried to rebuild and tank and somehow got better. Tells everything you need to know about Carson Wentz. Um, look, man, when you bash on Hurts a lot, I get it. I will say this. The guy wins somehow Yo, or another. I, I, winning time, like, he, he makes it happen. I, I owe Hurts a, 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 a little love because yeah. I have been saying, like, yo, I don't really have faith in him throwing the rock. He's been really, really good. He's been very yes. dynamic. And the back half of this year, they've been solid. Solid. So yeah. Good program over yeah. there. Shout uh, out to Jalen Hurts. Zero chance against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I don't know yeah. how many receivers the Bucs are out down. Um just a much better team. They're playing at home. Tom Brady's not going to lose in the first round of the playoffs. Not going to lose at the first round against – unless, like, they just have no answer for the run game because Philly's going to run it. Yeah, Philly yeah, – Maybe it, maybe if somehow Tampa just is getting destroyed on the ground and they keep Tom on the side and, you know, Jalen makes a couple plays. Um, but – It's like, why can't – I don't want to go back to – but why can't we get a guy like Sirianni? You know what I mean? Like – Yeah, we could. I mean, it's possible, but these guys are available, like, but Bill Polian's not going to find them because he's going to find like. a fucking dinosaur. Um, yeah, and I got the Bucks all day in this one. Again, great story from Philly. Shout out to them. Uh, but Bucks are going to yeah run rampant. You kind of tipped your hand on this, but Niners at Cowboys. Who I you think got? that's a bad matchup for the Cowboys, man. I've been saying all year, Mike McCarthy. I've been saying multiple years, Mike McCarthy's not a good coach and fails you in big moments. If this game is played tight, and I'm a Cowboys fan, I'm I'm shitting the bed. Yeah, scared shitless of what the cow. I don't. I think the Cowboys are the most boomer bust thing out there, right? Like I get they had a great year. They're twelve and five, won a ton of games. They have a ton of talent, but they are boomer bust. They're either smacking you around or they yeah. look like shit. They look like the Denver game. It's either the, the, the Philly game where they win fifty six to fourteen, or it's the Denver game where they go and get smacked around. Sure. And that's a lot to say about a twelve win ball club. But be honest, you don't feel that confident in that team. No, this is the, the defense the, is the definition of boomer bust. Like it's not a great defense; they just make plays. Yeah, Ron Diggs is a microcosm of their entire defense. It's yeah. either pick six or someone scoring on me. Yeah, no, exactly right. I think uh, I think especially from like a betting perspective, I would leave this game completely Fly away. Fly, yeah, put, yeah, put me in another time zone. But listen, there's always that team that comes into the playoffs very high and very confident and coming off being down what 17-3 against the Rams to turn that around have the fans in that building they hate the Rams they get the W Debo's going crazy they're pretty they're pretty healthy Dog. Jimmy love, G is him. now back. This might be my favorite I, player in the league. Yeah, Debo is a beast. <laughs> he might be my favorite player in the league. Yeah, Debo's a monster. <laughs> yeah. So yeah I am going to take in the game. I'm a big Kyle Shannon. I mean, I don't know, man. That's Great a good play one. caller. I'll, I'll take Garoppolo's so shaky. Yeah, but he, he could have he a good wins, game. But he wins. He's, he's another guy that wins football games somehow. Yeah. He's shaky is all hell, but he what he does win football games. Yeah, so I'll take I'll take the Niners because they're hot. But it's, man. It's a better coach. I would stay away from this game, but this is a coin flip. See, I would, I would, I'm inclined to, I, I, I got to see what the line is on Sunday. But if it looks very pro Niners, I would I'd be inclined to. Uh, my guess it stays there or goes down. Where's that right now? Minus three. Cowboys minus three. I don't yeah. think it. I don't think it'll move too too much off that. To be. I honest. don't trust the Cowboys. I'm just gonna be completely honest. I don't. I don't. I, I it's do McCarthy. Not trust the team. It's McCarthy. It's the it's the unevenness. 
It's just, yeah, man. It, it, it's it's a it's a fancy car, but you look under the hood, there's some major fucking problems. Yeah. So in a bad matchup against a better coach, Shannon. A better getter coach and much they, better coach who knows what they want to do. And you Play know that, the ball. Yeah, that's true. It's true. They ran all over the Rams on Sunday. Okay. Well then let's talk to let's talk about your boys in Arizona. Yeah. Arizona goes to LA to play the Rams. Line is Rams minus four. So shaky. Monday night. This is this 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 is the Monday night game. So um we got Saturday, Sunday, Monday night. Salute Martin Luther King on Martin Luther King Day. What do you think? Yeah, this game is shaky central too. Um I got the I'll, I I'll go first. I got the Rams. They take care of business. I think they I think I've never seen I shouldn't say I've never seen how the momentum was flipping back and forth in that Rams Niners game was crazy. Yeah. The momentum carried the whole thing. I think the Rams can come out early, get rolling. I haven't dove into any of the numbers and, and did any of the breakdown, but these guys are familiar with each other. I trust McVay at the crib to get a W. I'll take the Rams to win. Yeah, I'll probably take the Rams in this, but I don't feel great about it because, again, I, I think that Stafford. Stafford. Yeah, well, I just, dude, I mean, look at the last few games. He's he's very shaky at the end of the season. You talk about teams going in hot who you don't want to play. They're coming in from the quarterback position very cold. He was really like, bad. Really bad. Like, he was really bad on Sunday. Yeah. The last pick was last, egregious. Last, like, four weeks, he's been really bad. He's been really bad, which is not what you want. I mean, obviously, that team has a shit ton of talent. Um, especially on the defensive end and a ton on the offensive end as well. Cooper Cup, Beckham, those guys. But it comes down to the quarterback, but still, I think I'm taking the Rams. Um, I'm taking the Rams in that. But I, I, it's a coin flip. It could go either way. The Cardinals have started off the season hot. Last half of the season, very, very inconsistent. Some really bad losses car, uh, to the Lions, the Seahawks, whatever. Um a lot of talent, but yeah, I think I'm gonna have to go ahead and take the Rams in that one. I don't feel great about it though. There's a lot of stay away. We this 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 wild card round is fucking stay away city on the NFC. Spooky. Spooky. There's not a single game I like on the NFC. All right, let's go over to the AFC. We are blessed with Patriots Bills three Oof, love it. on the year in Buffalo. Lines minus three and a half. I like Buffalo big. I like Buffalo too. I like like I'm Buffalo's gonna bust their ass, I think. This I like that. Yeah, the rubber match, right? Yeah, it's the third matchup. They're going to be at the crib. I think um, let's not forget about how serious that Buffalo Bills pass defense is. Yeah. I don't think Mac's going to be able to throw the rock. I, I like Buffalo here. I mean, they won a game against Buffalo where they didn't throw the rock, so who knows? Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? De- on, their defense but, is really but, good. But, and you, but you both it- teams couldn't throw the rock in that situation. It wasn't like – if, yeah. if both, they're going to have to throw the rock. I, it's going to be a good game. It's going to be a really good game, and I, I'm not surprised if the Patriots win. I'll put it that way. Because I just smoke out of both sides of my mouth. I think I think Buffalo wins by like ten points. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if Buffalo is going to go that big. Uh, I think it's going to be a very close game. I don't think the Patriots defense is going to go in there and get blown out. Um, yeah. the, the issue Buffalo if, Buffalo can't run the ball, and they don't attempt to. And that always concerns me in yeah. a game where Bill Belichick. They'll run it with Allen, one, though. But Belichick's whole thing is we take away what you do well. So Belichick's forcing them to run the ball through some defensive scheme. Uh, they're going to have some major issues because it's just something that they don't do well. Uh, but obviously they have the better quarterback, a lot of talent over there. Uh, it's hard to go against Belichick in the playoffs, though, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think he's he's got a lot out of this roster. Yeah. So I don't know. If you're All a Patriots right. fan going forward, you're 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 fine, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. You're you're, you're, Matt, you're a Mac Jones 
You're good. Supporter. Yeah. 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 Definitely. I think for year one. Yeah. No, definitely. I think he's, he's, he's bought into the whole system. I think he'll just get better and better and better for sure. Um, Raiders at Bengals. Yeah. This is going to be a fucking, the Bengals are going to smack them all over, all over town. You think Raiders like did, did what they needed to do. They, they did what they, they needed hit, to do, man. I'm happy for pinnacle. them, man. Everything that they went through, but that team, I think they have like one of the worst point differentials ever to make the playoffs. Things like the third worst in, in modern history, They're like a negative seventy point differential on the year. So yeah. it shows they've won some close, and that, which makes sense. You watch some of those games, especially in the beginning of the year, where David Carr was David Carr, Derek Carr was putting on his cape uh, in some of those fourth quarters. You think about what was it, the Baltimore game, a couple games early on in the year. Um, I just think that they don't necessarily have the talent to compete with the Bengals. Um, yeah, so I'll, I mean, the I'll Bengals take- did lose to the Bears, though. So I don't know. Yeah, I mean it's NFL, but yeah, yeah I'll, I'll take I'll take, the, I'll take, I'll take the, Bengals the Bengals comfortably. Yeah, yeah, comfortably at home. But shout out the Raiders, great year. Shout no, out Derek no Carr. Doubt. Shout out Derek Carr. No doubt. All right, last one. Pittsburgh at the Chiefs. I mean, it's over. It's over. Talk about bad point differential. Uh, it's, it's the it's the Steelers. I don't understand, dude. I looked at it. Do you know <laughs> that in court first quarter of games, they're second worst in the league for scoring. Second quarter of games, they're like fifth worst in the league for scoring. Third quarter of games, they're like fifth worst in the league for scoring. Steelers. Fourth fourth quarter of games, yeah. they're second in the league in scoring. It <laughs> just doesn't – it's a bad team that yeah. starts bad, but somehow Tomlin just doesn't lose football games and brings them in, but that's not going to make a difference at Arrowhead against the surging Chiefs, um, who seem to have figured out a lot of their deficiencies. So shout out Steelers. Great year for them. You know, You know where I stand on Mike Tomlin. I think he is – the, the, the gold standard in coaching, I think, behind Belichick, he's the best coach in the league because um, he just takes these shitty. The, the, the Steelers roster has no talent outside of Watt and yeah. Claypool, really. Um, so yeah, but it ends here. Yeah, I agree, and um, I'm excited to see what these Chiefs look like at the crib too. And shout out Mike Vrabel, hell of a football, great, hell of a ball coach. Number one, getting the buy uh, for the Titans, getting all the these buy. wins out of Ryan Tannehill, whose career was dead. Talk about resurrect. He resurrected a career. No question. No, like res- yeah, without Derrick no Henry question. too. Like that yeah. thing. That's a team. That's a football team that has an identity and knows exactly what they want to do. And it's a head coach that that doesn't seem to uh, to panic too often. I'm a big fan of Rabel. Yeah, Belichick tree. Yep. You know. But all right, we'll leave it there. We'll, we'll get to some NBA at some point this week. Hopefully, we can try to hop on and, and, and run that back because, you know, we got a lot to talk about there. We kind of went off on the Bears a little bit, gave you a little hour 20, hour 22. But you know the deal. For Big Nick the Quick, I'm your host, Sean Little. Make sure you subscribe everywhere, man. No catch up across the board. YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher. Tell all the homies. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Also, if you haven't, check out my new, check out my new project, man. ChicagoBreezeLegends.com. It's for the city. It's for a good cause. Check us out. Lock in. No catch up. Sports Talk Bay Chicago. We'll see y'all next week.